0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek.
1: Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. That's right, folks. We're back, and we've got a great one. We say that every episode, but this is a special one for me every year because this is the episode where we break out the eggs and we basically find out: Does Matt have an egg on his face? Does Ashley have an egg on her face? Does Mister Gordon have an egg on his face? Or do I? You know, we're equal opportunists with eggs on the show and. We usually do, and, you know, I think partly think that's why Alex Autry is no longer working with us, because he got tired of wiping egg off his face all the time. But you know what? It's going to be great. We're going to be talking in the first segment of the show. This is going to be a little bit of a longer episode, folks, because in the first segment, we are going to be talking about the summer movie reviews that we did. We're going to talk about, you know, we took picks at the beginning of the summer, talked about what the biggest hits are going to be, what did we like what did we not like and this is where we're gonna get into you know how stupid did we end up looking or which of us had a smarty cap on their head and i'm looking at one person completely on the right now so i have no idea who we're talking about so it'll be a ton of fun to do so let me introduce our crew of course this is our this was our summer movie review crew so let's of course say hey to ashley paul's
2: Hello. I uh, normally say it's always a pleasure to chat with you all, but I've been kind of dreading this one because I feel like, if I remember correctly, I did uniquely bad in my picks for this year. So I'm coming into this with some humility and I'm ready to laugh and have fun because I think I, I, I uh, was a swing and a miss for me this summer. Uh,
1: gotcha, gotcha. I feel like I'm a baseball team for Mariners with that one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, and then Matt Sweatman's here.
3: Hey guys, I uh, am. I got some eggs ready to throw at some folks. I don't know how many are coming my way yet, but we'll see. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> oh, did Elaine fry them at least, or did she hard boil some of them? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> uh, she
3: prefer, she prefers scrambled. Okay, well,
1: that's understandable. And of course, Mister Mike Gordon is here.
4: Howdy! I, I get a feeling that all the eggs are colored pink.
5: Mm
1: -hmm,
4: mm -hmm. i just got that feeling that uh not only is it is it eggs but pink eggs indeed
1: you know i think we might be finding that out really really quickly tonight so i think those pink eggs might be not holdovers from easter Ooh, that would smell but you know i think it would be they could be like peep eggs too maybe could be possibly (laughs) Uh, Well, we're going to get into it, Um, but we're also going to have a second segment tonight, folks. We are also going to be doing a look at the fall and winter movies. And folks, remember, you know, with the strike going on and it does not look like it's going to be ending anytime soon. um, A lot of the studios are hedging their bets and they're pulling some of the big movies till next year. So it'll be very interesting to see what we got and where we're going to go to. So with that being said, let's take a look at the movies. Um, Summer Movies 2023. Mr. Mike, how did the, you know, we knew Barbie blew everything out of the water. There's yes. no if, whats, or buts about it. And there was no true competition. We were hedging even, you know, at earlier, like saying Barbie was going to surpass Mario, and it's done that by light years now. And everything. And it has a lot of firsts and everything. Barbie is the highest grossing movie by a female director. And it's, you know, it's just amazing that it, you know, I it blew everyone's expectations, I think. And some people were predicting that it was going to be, but some people were hedging their bets on Oppenheimer. Some people were on Mission Impossible. I think I think the big story this summer
4: is is barbenheimer the fact that this especially in the wake of the fact that i mean barbie and oppenheimer came out just uh, when the strike the actor strike was starting so they had some pre um, promotional stuff that they were doing and it was already kind of geared in the high uh, high gear at that point. Barbie was opening in various places. Margot Roby was dressing in different Barbie outfits. Um, but there was that grassroots uh, effort made by people who were just having fun to combine because they just looked at how odd it was that these two movies, Barbie and Oppenheimer, were opening in the same weekend. And again this was all grassroots i know that there's some conspiracy out there thinking that it was a you know concerted effort a conspiracy by some studios working together believe you me warner brothers who had just lost christopher nolan to universal <laughs> was in no mood to want to help christopher nolan and universal pictures at all so there was no they would they, did, they wanted to bury him i think that's one of the reasons why They opened Barbie against Oppenheimer because I think Oppenheimer had the date first, if I'm not mistaken. But in any case, that's all behind the scenes stuff. What we did see was a lot of people just having fun, making memes, making T-shirts, going to the cinema, wearing pink, you know, wearing, uh, you know, Oppenheimer gear, whatever that is, by the way. Um, And and speaking of which, I will have to say, uh, having just spent the last weekend at DragonCon. Barbie was not only the number one movie of the summer and and possibly the year, but it was also the number one cosplay mm-hmm. thing at, ba- at, at Dragon Con this year. I looked and I looked and I looked, but I did not see a single Oppenheimer cosplay. I, I, I know there must have been somebody there as Oppenheimer. I do understand that somebody was dressed as Barbenheimer at, oh, uh, nice. at, at, at Dragon Con, but I did not physically see them, nor have I seen a picture. So I don't know. That's a rumor. But um in any case, both movies benefited. Now, did Oppenheimer benefit as much as Barbie becoming, like, number one and number two? No. But I don't think anybody would have su- suggested that Oppenheimer should have even been in near the top five movies, uh, box office-wise. So I do think Oppenheimer got a huge bump from the the uh, juxtaposition as well.
1: Oh, I think so, too. And it's interesting, too, because Oppenheimer actually set a record also as the highest grossing movie ne- not to hit number 1
4: and i also think it's uh it's nolan's highest grossing uh non batman movie
1: uh, so uh it's going to be interesting <laughs> too because you know i think we really have to look at it about superhero fatigue and everything cuz mm-hmm. i don't think any of the superhero movies other than Across the spider verse did well this year
4: I, I mean number one and two two and three of the box office of the big movies of the summer are, are superhero movies uh so i I don't I'm not you know i' don't, I'm not on that that train uh I think that there' certainly people can look at that but if you look at the rest of the superhero movies that came out they're not you know they're not great so uh you know if a great superhero movie had come out and was not in the top ten, I'd be worried. But I I don't know. I think it's still too easy, too soon to call that. But the more people talk about it, the more other people think it's a thing. And then, of course, it just, you know, snowballs. So if if that is a thing, then, you know, obviously it's something to keep in mind for next year. But, uh, you know, looking at the box office, you know, and you look at the top five movies, two of them are superhero movies. So I, I don't see how that, you know, that tracks.
1: Well, in truth, one of the movies that are on my personal list of the summer and probably on the year will be one, one of those superhero movies that didn't do so well. So I'm going to be very interested when we get to that point later in the year, when we do like our top list of movies of the year and such, you know, you know, where, if it will still stand or what, because, you know, when we usually do 2012 or 2015 or 2023 later, in the geek seat we usually give lists of our favorite films and we you know part of that is you know what movies are going to be there and such and i it's always hard because i always forget the movies we saw at the beginning of the year with that so Mm -hmm. and so it's just trying to remember all that too
4: not just to look at superhero movies, but a lot of people are, you know, ringing the death knells of of Disney as well, because Disney on the outset looked like it was going to be in the top, like have the top five movies. And instead they are scattered throughout. Um, so, uh, this has been a not great movie season for Disney as a whole. Um, I so L- I would say for if, L- we're ta- L- if we're talking about winners and losers, Disney is probably listed more on the loser side, mm-hmm. uh, along with, uh, you know, Tom Cruise, probably.
1: Mm, probably. It's going to be very interesting to see. So let's jump in with our list and let's take a peek at how we did. Top grossing films. da 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 Mike Faber. Me. Said Indiana Jones. Mike Gordon. Indiana Jones. Ashley Pauls. Little Mermaid. And the winner for this one, Matt Sweatman. He predicted Barbie. <laughs>
3: I would say I predicted Barbie Heimer, but I would be lying. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I got lucky with that one. Once I realized what was happening, I said, oh, this is going to work to my advantage <laughs> as oh, far sure. as the predictions. Yep. Yeah.
2: Well done. <laughs>
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I must admit, mine was more wishful thinking oh, than yeah. it was actual practical, like, you know, looking at the, the box office, because I was just really hoping that the, they could restore the magic again. But uh, I, I knew that Barbie had some some legs, so to speak, but I, I did not you know, I don't I wasn't willing to, to put my money where that mouth was or what uh-huh. those legs were.
1: I can touch on that so much, but I want to keep this family friendly tonight. So. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm trying at least, so we will we'll tr- work on that one. All right, congratulations, Matt, on that one. Thank you deserve you. it. That's begin. That's what we call beginner's luck. Exactly. This is
2: (laughs) (laughs) pressure's on for next year. Now Uh, you got to get it
1: every year. (laughs) You're going to be riding that horse for the year. You have to be able to take it out. You know, because we're going to be gunning for you, man. We are.
3: Oh
1: yeah. Biggest flops. Mike Faber Transformers. Pretty close. Pretty close. Mike Gordon mission impossible pretty close, pretty
5: close. Ooh.
1: ashley paul's fast x mm, did a little bit better than some and matt sweatman the flash pretty close pretty matt, close. matt wins again <laughs> matt i
4: mean out, again. out of all Man. those movies the flash, <laughs> yeah. the flash did the worst yeah you know so uh and uh, yeah I mean, I, I'll I'll say that Matt called it because I don't think any of us expected the Flash. Like even when we reviewed it, as, as my reviews were mixed, but we had no. We were all stunned at how poorly it
1: did box office wise. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was mostly because of the actor who was the Flash with it? I don't.
4: I don't think so. But um, I think there's a, so many factors in there that I, I don't. I think it's too many to count but um i don't know if there's any one significant one um but uh i don't know matt is the expert he's the one
1: who called it so yeah matt what's it (laughs) gonna be dude
3: um i think it's a confusion over the future of the dcu or the dceu this movie was kind of left in limbo because it was supposed to be a major reset for the dceu um and since everybody was like well does this count if it doesn't count why do i want to go see it and michael keaton interest in him was was there but ultimately it wasn't enough i think to overcome just i think this was if if you say any movie was a victim of superhero fatigue this was the one i think that it affected the most
1: Mm -hmm. No, kind of agree with that kind of agree well all right. So none of us really have egg on our face. None of us picked Barbie as the biggest flop. So, <laughs>
4: yeah. All of our movies were not in the top
1: five. No. Okay. So that's good.
4: And I, and I, you know, even though Mission Impossible, like it did more than any of the others, uh, so technically I, I lost, but um, I don't think it did near as well as Tom wanted it to do. Oh, yeah, I, I, Tom th- wanted it, I think it's the first it, top it, movie. I think it got hurt by Barbenheimer more than anybody,
1: anything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. No, I think if, it's too close. If, yes. if those movies had came out before Mission Impossible, I think Mission Impossible would have done better at the office, box office.
4: That's interesting. Hmm. I, I, maybe, maybe you're maybe you right. Maybe you're right. But I do know that Oppenheimer stole some screens off of uh, Mission Impossible, some IMAX screens. That's and exactly they what just, I was thinking. Yeah, they just never got them back.
1: Yeah, I agree with that completely. Okay, now let's go on to big surprise hits. Mike Faber, Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle did decent. It, you know, it you know it surprised a lot of people. It's my favorite superhero movie of the summer. It might have even inched out a little bit across the Spider Verse, which I loved a lot too. So, I you know I think so. Mike Gordon, Haunted Mansion. Oh well. Hey, Haunted
4: Mansion made a little bit more money than Blue Beetle. So I'm still over well, you. Well, hey, there you
2: go. There you go. <laughs> yeah,
4: Touché, my friend.
2: We didn't buy that much.
4: <laughs> exactly. Like, what,
1: by $500 For, or something of course,
4: no. of course, next week that'll probably be different. But
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ashley Paul's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. Turtles did decent. Matt also said uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles also. I think we all did decent on it. None of them blew pe- the box office away. I'll be no. you know, completely honest with you.
4: Yeah, none of them made the top ten. Uh, but I do think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, at least personally, it was better than I expected it to be. Oh, completely, I agree. And uh, and I do think that it, you know, it deserved to be in the top ten.
2: Yes. No, I. It was a great little movie.
1: I can't disagree with that at all.
4: And I think both Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and and. Uh, Blue Beetle to an extent, and Haunted Mansion will do well on streaming. Uh, oh, Haunted Mansion, right. especially if Disney releases that in October.
3: Oh that'll, yeah, that'll
4: be like that'll be huge in October there. So
1: I think that was a mistake on Disney's part by not releasing the movie in October.
4: Well, that was the original plan, but then they switched places with Marvel, So
1: yeah, so because I think wasn't the Marvels supposed to originally be that weekend?
4: Yeah, the Marvels was really supposed to be a part of the summer, and then they they switched it for whatever reason they did. But, uh, yeah, so.
1: Because of Bob Iger.
4: Sure. Okay. I mean, ultimately, he's the guy responsible. Oh, of course.
1: Of course, of course. All right. Three movies we were most looking forward to this summer. Me, Across the Spider-Verse, Indiana Jones, Mission Impossible, and I had Asteroid City as an honorable mention. Nice. I was really looking forward to that one from the previous and everything and that one actually probably is my favorite movie of the summer. Wow. So, um overall I think, you know, the only one I didn't really enjoy all that much was Indiana Jones. I thought it was good. It was better than Crystal Skull, but it just it didn't live up to the hype that I was hoping for. I built it up in my mind for something spectacular and instead you got that. But, oh, well, that happens. Mike Gordon, Indiana Jones, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and Elemental. How do you feel like you?
4: Um, None of them were, com- I mean, Indiana Jones, as you mentioned, Mike, was, was disappointing from the perspective that it the magic wasn't completely there. But I, I do think it was better than Crystal Skull. So as far as the way to end the franchise with Harrison Ford, I'll take that over the last one. Um, But I, and I think under, under, uh, sorry, I think Elemental is underrated. Uh, I think that one, I hope that one finds new life on streaming as well, because I do think that's a really good Pixar movie. Um, And people should watch it. People should check it out. And uh, um, I was really pleased with it. So I, 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 I'm not, yeah. And Guardians was, was great. I, I didn't disappoint me at all
1: either. So, okay. Cool. Ashley across the spider verse guardians of the galaxy three and Indiana Jones. Not too shabby.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I do. It's interesting. Looking back, I will say that Indiana Jones and guardians both disappointed me a little bit. Like the more time that passes, like the less desire I feel to go back and watch them again. Um, I know that guardians three received a lot of praise. I feel like it was a little bit dark and some of the tonal shifts just, I didn't vibe with it personally. And kind of like you said, Indiana Jones was great to see Harrison Ford again, but just didn't have quite that same magic that I was hoping it would, especially with like, I'm a huge fan of James Mangold. So I feel like that partly like built it up in my mind too. Like I was expecting something really spectacular from him and just wasn't wasn't quite what I would was hoping for but I will say that even though my top 3 well, some of those are not going to be my favorite movies of the year I felt like there were so a lot of other great little movies that I got a chance to see that like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles will probably be one of my favorite movies of the year that I totally didn't expect so I, I still feel like I saw some good movies, even if I wasn't as good about predicting what movies were going to be my favorite.
4: I think yeah. And if I'm not right. mistaken too, across the spider verse, you were a little um, hesitant about as far as you still like the first one better. Correct.
2: I think so. Yeah. I, I liked both of them, but the first one, there's just something so special about that one to me. Like it's one of my favorite superhero movies period. So that, that might begin. There's maybe something to dig deeper into about here, like my expectations versus reality, and getting so excited about something and hyping up something so much that you can almost uh, it becomes better in your mind than what it really is. So I, I do want to see Spider Verse uh, again once it hits streaming. But oh, yes. Yeah. So I, I feel like that's, again, that's why I always recommend people, like, go see a lot of movies. Go see things outside your comfort zone because you never, as you can see, like, me picking my three favorites. I did not actually, those weren't the three ones I necessarily liked the best. So it's it's always good to go and explore but and just throw the eggs my way. I'll take them.
1: <laughs> I don't think anything you picked, though, really deserved eggs. I don't think any of us have. And then there's Matt. Matt picked Across the Spider-Verse indiana jones and asteroid city actually
3: i'm pretty pleased okay. um uh, i'm pretty i'm pretty pleased with all the movies i saw this year honestly mm-hmm. um i i think um i think i i know i was kind of I was. i was probably the biggest downer on indiana jones when we recorded the review of it but i'm I'm anxious to see it again. I'm anxious to uh, kind of, like, it, some people are, like, backing off of it a little bit. I'm kind of going the other way with it a little bit. Um, so I, I could honestly say no movie I saw this year did I come out of there saying, well, I wasted my time or wasted my money. Um, so uh, and and the biggest grossy ones, like the one I predicted, it was middle of the road, but I, I thought it did what it did very well. And Elaine's already told me we're buying it on four k when it comes home, so <laughs> so I will be seeing it again, I'm sure ma'am um, yes,
1: ma'am. anything you say, dear
3: <laughs> well i would deny i would not deny her plus it's a very good movie uh but you know Oppenheimer is one i, I love historical movies, and Oppenheimer I'm actually reading the uh biography that came out was about ten years ago now,
4: mm-hmm. oh the one they based uh, it on Based. yes. Yeah.
3: Yes uh, I've got it at work now, and it's my lunchtime uh reading material and i'm I'm about five six of the way through and it's a big book <laughs> so uh, I would advise people if they really wanna if they're intrigued by the real story there's a few things in there that they sort of took a little bit of a controversial i'm thinking of the poison apple more than anything else
5: mm-hmm.
3: um so i I think if they want to know the the both where that came from and the, and the legitimacy of it, I would suggest they actually read the the book itself. Cool.
1: Cool. 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 Well, folks, that's our summer movies that we picked. Did we hit, did we not? That's the big question. And, you know, that's always part of the fun. Cause you know, we don't wear big, you know, robes on our heads trying to be prognosticators <laughs> or anything like that. We just like to have fun with it. And you know what? I think it was fun picking these movies. And going through it and everything. And that's part it's that's why it's this is one of my fun episodes to do because we Absolutely. can make fun of ourselves on this one. And what,
4: what what would you say is uh your your favorite movie of the summer?
1: Oof. For me, favorite movie of the summer probably is a tie between Across the Spider Verse and Asteroid City, because I've seen Asteroid City now four times. Woo! And everything. Nice. Ashley, have you seen Asteroid City?
4: Yes, I did. I okay. watched the right, um,
1: review, sir. Was she in the review? Yes, she was, cuz she had never seen a Wes Anderson movie. Before. That's right. That's right. That's right. Cool. I couldn't
4: remember if you had joined us for that one or not. So, sorry.
2: Too many summer movies. I let's see, I'm trying to remember like even like what movies came out this summer like.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm, kind of sort of. But yeah, and what about you guys? You know, what was let's find out what our favorites were. Matt, what was your favorite?
3: i think guardians three um i i know it got dark very very dark, but it earned it and uh it was i thought it was very satisfying emotionally for these characters that are probably my favorite characters in the m c u so that thing that was my favorite mm-hmm. okay Ashley.
2: Um. Yeah, I think for me, it's probably between Oppenheimer or Mission Impossible. I know that Mission Impossible didn't do as well at the box office as it was expecting, but I really enjoyed it, thought mm-hmm. it was a good action movie and loved the practical stunts. So um, those, those were definitely two highlights of the summer for me, along with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was great fun. I'm going
1: to be curious to see for the second one if, uh, you know, Tom Cruise is going to have to bungee jump out of the space station.
2: I know, like, if it didn't, you know, earn as much as they were thinking, what crazy, (laughs) insane stunt is Tom Cruise going to have to do to get people to see this in IMAX?
1: So, (laughs) your move, Tom. Exactly. All right, Mr. Mike, what about you, bud?
4: uh mine in between um across the spider verse and oppenheimer and oppenheimer I did see that in in full true IMAX and it was just mm. a magical movie experience seeing That's that awesome. on a on a huge screen like that the way Nolan intended and a different movie for him in a lot of ways a lot more a lot more intimate um and uh yeah I mean it might not be but you know none of the uh, historical docs are usually that that extremely accurate but i think that the sentiment was there and i think it was a it got a lot of people interested and i i don't think they were you know uh i don't i, well, I wasn't disappointed i think it's one of his best movies got it and great performances by everybody involved yes. oh very
1: much so very very much so i enjoyed it and you know it was neat to see on the big screen and definitely if you have a chance folks Go see that movie on the big screen. It is so worth seeing. And just remember, all the effects in it are all practical. There's no CGI. So, it's pretty cool. He really, he really blew off an atomic bomb. Exactly.
5: <laughs> Only Christopher <laughs> Nolan.
1: <laughs> and Tom Cruise is riding it from the airplane.
2: I was going to say, yeah, those, those two should make a movie together. That would be a wild time. <laughs> look
3: out, look out. Exactly. Well, i I just made the connection between that one kid in Asteroid City and uh, Tom Cruise. I think uh, the one who kept daring about, uh, would you dare me to do this? you dare me to do that? That mm-hmm. might have been Tom Cruise at that age. There, yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I would be the kid's father. If you say it again, I'm going to break your neck. <laughs> so that's, it was pretty awesome. Well, folks, definitely we'd love to hear from you. Feedback at Earthstation1.com is definitely the best way to do that let's take a quick break and we'll be back in a second and we will then talk about fall and winter movies wow fall and winter already doesn't feel like it here in i child just say that
4: Winter yeah, Hi, bobby hi Ken. you want to go for a ride
5: sure Ken. jump in i'm a bobby girl in the bobby world laughing plastic it's fantastic Go
0: party! Hey everybody, Michelle here with an iconic rock talk show moment. The Rolling Stones never really go away, but they are coming back with a new album of new music, their first album of new music in 18 years since 2005's A Bigger Bang. We do have the title of the album. It will be called Hackney Diamonds, which is London slang for broken glass. And based on some teasers that uh, marketing has put out, it looks like the first single will be called Don't Get Angry With Me. Um, This album will have uh, some tracks with Charlie Watts on it, as well as a track with uh, Paul McCartney guesting on bass. Uh, for the release date and information about a tour, uh, tune in to YouTube and look for the interview they recorded with Jimmy Fallon on Wednesday morning. That should have the scoop on all that information. Good to have the guys back. This has been the Iconic Rock Talk Show Moment, and we'll catch you next time.
3: Tune in to the Con Guys Show. Con as in comic are Hollywood filmmakers and super fans
4: who cover all the news of the Con universe, including the films, the TV shows, the streaming series,
1: the experiences, and the events that fuel your fandom. If you'd find it at Comic-Con, then you'll find it here. Now in our seventh year, the Con Guy Show is a proud member of the ESO Network. All right, folks, it's time for Fall and Winter Movies 2023. This is going to be interesting. We're going to base everything on this off of what we're reading on movieinsider.com. And that's usually our Bible for the summer movies also, what we use and everything. So because that goes week by week, and we'll try to not draw things out with this because this could take forever because we're going all the way from the beginning of September all the way to the end of December and there's a lot of stuff coming out but also a little caveat with the you know everything with the strike right now that's going on you know we're recording this on Tuesday the 5th of you know September so you know that's when we're talking about this so movies might be moving around movies might be shifting and everything because the studios have been have a thing with you know moving some of these and rumors going around you know some of these movies might be moving to 2024 hell there's some movies that are on this list that are they're talking about moving just to streaming because they don't have any faith in it i'm looking at you aquaman you you know i'm looking at you so you know i've been hearing all these different things so keep everything what we're going to be talking about tonight with a grain of salt mr bite ready to take it away my friend
4: absolutely absolutely and and on that on you know Picking off that, piggybacking off that as well. Want to make, want to point out to everybody that we are definitely uh, on the side of the uh, writers and the actors. Oh, 100%, uh, We
1: are, hundred percent. We
4: are uh, in no way, uh, you know, by promoting these movies, we are in no way uh, suggesting that uh, that uh, the the writers and the actors uh, should get back to work uh, without a great contract and without uh, what they're looking to get from the studios uh you know um and and that said too, they've also made it clear the actor- both the actors and writers have made it clear that they're not saying that just because they're on strike and they can't promote these movies or they, these projects to not see them like so so go to the theater, go and support them you know go and support these these movies as well um you know it it's 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 helping everybody. Um, And it will ultimately help the actors and the writers once they get what they are deserving to get. Uh, You know, so so please uh, support them, Uh, support your local theater, your local cinemas, because they need help as well. It's been tough for them. It's been a tough summer for them as well. Uh, So, um, yeah. So going forward, uh, we just want to make sure that uh, people are aware of that as well. So with that being said, well, let's uh, start with this weekend coming up which is September 8th, we've got a, uh, a, a, a a third movie of the Big Fat Greek Wedding Trilogy uh, being released, as well as, I don't want to say the start of Halloween season, but, man, I think we're going to start seeing some, a lot of, like, almost every week now a horror movie comes mm-hmm. out. Like, this is the big, like, horror movie, horror movie, bang, bang, bang stuff, and we've got The Nun 2, um which uh i know very little about so um <laughs> i think it's from the conjuring universe which is pretty successful um but uh i don't know matt you're you're kind of shaking you're, you're not in your head Do you, are you familiar with this franchise or uh
3: i i know it exists <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, i i'm confused because it seems like uh Every other horror movie is part of the Conjuring universe anymore. so
2: I... <laughs> It's all connected.
4: <laughs> it does seem that way. It does seem that way. Um, and I'm confused by this one, too, because from the ads that I see, um, it looks like it just says The Nun. It doesn't look like this is a sequel of any kind, but I think maybe that's intentional as well. But, uh, uh, yeah, you will not find me. And I saw, I do remember seeing my The Big Fat Greek Wedding a long time ago um but i did not see the sequel and uh i've seen the trailer for the third one and it looks amusing but it to me it's it's a it's a streamer if that if at all
1: hi my name is mike Faber. we are going to go see my big fat Greek wedding <laughs> <laughs> on
4: opening day <laughs> and when and when you say we you say you make it sound like judy will be dragging you
1: kicking and screaming my friend kicking and sc- kicking
4: and screaming oh no, you are not I, a fan I of i actually movies?
1: am looking forward to seeing this because okay Partly because the, the movie takes place in Greece and we spent time in Greece last year. Mm, and cool. I, oh, cool. I missed it. I miss it greatly. And mm. it was such a beautiful place to visit ongoing just for the scenery and for the, you know, to be just the memories because I'm hoping to get back there someday. And, you know, if it can give me some hints, can give me some pointers. And the first move, first two movies were cute. They were cute. And the one great thing about the big, great, the big fat Greek wedding, it could also be my big fat Jewish wedding, my big fat Italian wedding, my big fat, you know, Christian family parish, wedding. Uh, wedding, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, it, and that's what made it great and everything because it fit into any of those, mm-hmm. you know, and I think the second one didn't carry it over as well. So I'm going to be very curious to see what they do with this one. And, okay. you know, but yeah. We'll seems pop- like
4: it's been a while. It's
1: like these don't just churn
4: out, right? I mean, this mm-hmm. has been, we're, we're we're talking, I don't know when the, the first no, one I, was out, but it feels like it was out like 20 years ago.
1: I'm pretty close, actually, I think. So,
4: so I, I don't expect uh, either one of these to be huge or, to, you know, I mean, The Nun might, might do some, dis- if I had to lay money on it, I would say The Nun would probably beat, be the box office winner out of these picks um but certainly going forward um like i said i'm going to try to hit the highlights here but if there's any films that any one of you like want to bring up just just let me know but me uh, we're gonna
1: say this about the nun they did some amazing marketing they had marketing at DragonCon this year mm. i've seen pictures i've seen videos um of faceless nuns of probably about 50 of them in line in the in the lobby of the hyatt and people like going what the hell is this this is frippin scaring me you know <laughs> and they even marched in the parade this year wow so yeah. that's viral marketing right there
4: i don't i i, I question whether that was viral I, I do know that the studios are reaching out to cosplayers and because and they don't have actors to help promote things so I do wonder if that was a studio thing, work workaround. It's just like you know, I, I I I was at I was at McDonald's and uh, I got some chicken McNuggets and my sweet and sour sauce says sweet and sour sauce packets as seen in Loki. I was like, <laughs> like I was like, okay, so they can't use actors, so they're using sweet and sour packets to advertise their <laughs> with things coming out. <laughs>
2: It tastes a little like desperation
4: there, Disney. It did. It did taste like desperation. Sweet and sour desperation. That's what it tastes like. Just like.
6: pay your people. <laughs>
4: exactly. exactly. They deserve <laughs> a break right.
1: today, folks. Come on.
4: Oh, yes, absolutely. All right. All right. So let's move on to September 15th. At this rate will be like a five-hour show. Um September 15th, we've got uh, the big movie, which is the first movie of the season that we're going to be re- uh, reviewing on this show, is A Haunting in Venice. Uh, it's a kind of a surprise, because I'm not sure any of us really knew that there was going to be another Hercule Ber- Benoit movie... Uh, Benoit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Perro per- 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 <laughs> movie uh, to come out, especially since I don't think any of us were that keen on Death in the Nile. So... Uh this is a surprise they are marketing this like a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh they are not marketing this as a uh Poirot detective movie. Uh so I think that they are not sure about uh, people wanting to see another detective movie either by Kenneth Brana but here we are. I'm I'm kind of excited. I'm 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 always hoping too. for good things with these.
1: I've I'm very excited about this. I've read the original books, so I know what's to come if they're going to keep towards it. Because part of uh, he
4: hasn't yeah. yet no, I know <laughs> death on the Nile
1: he threw it out the book out the window, and everything, and I like I always like to say, if you want to read it, watch a good Death on the Nile, watch the one with Peter Euson folks. that is an amazing version um I'm glad to see Kenneth back as her her character mm-hmm. I thought he was he i I'm glad to see the character still on screen i like his portrayal in all three of the movies i'm i'm going to like him he he portrays him very very well and i'm glad the mustache is back so that's you know yes. even though- <laughs>
2: And I had to laugh, like when I saw the trailer for this the first time, I it started and it was scares like, nope, no way am I doing this. And then up pops Hercule Perot, and it's like, well, I guess I am doing this. So shout out to my dad who is coming to see the movie with me so that I don't have to be alone sitting scared in a theater. We can be scared together. So
4: will awesome. be holding your hand. <laughs> Thanks, this, dad. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll see. You know, like I said, the trailer makes it look like it's a horror movie. Yeah. We'll see if when we actually go to the movie, if it actually plays out that way. Got a great cast once again. Uh, very excited to see this one. Uh, Matt, any feelings about uh, this one? Uh?
3: Yeah. It's, to me, it's kind of like James Bond in that uh, each one stands alone. You can, If you, if the last one wasn't your cup of tea, the next one you'll enjoy. Um, and, of course, there's been multiple, multiple, multiple adaptions of these films. So yeah, I'm I I I I did see the last one in the theater, um, Death on a Nile. I rather enjoyed it. Uh so I this is on my maybe list, but I'm leaning towards going to see you in this one as well.
4: Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. All right. So now we'll move to the uh week twenty uh September twenty second. Uh the two big movies that are coming out, uh at least the new movies that are coming out are uh dumb money which is a Seth Rogen movie which is about the um uh it's a fictionalized account of what the the GameStop the whole GameStop uh big fortune one over lost Wall Street thing uh that happened as well as uh the next uh chapter in the expendables movies uh featuring Sylvester Stallone and Dolph Lundgren and, and and all of that. Uh uh I um I've seen trailers for both of these and uh I don't expect to be at the theater for both of these. Um I I do think um it's interesting because uh uh Barbie will be re-released On this weekend as well. It's going to be available on IMAX screens. I guess they feel like neither Sly Stallone nor Seth Rogen deserve IMAX. So uh, so Barbie, once again, is going to claim, I think for the first time, because I don't think she got IMAX treatment much during the Barbenheimer release. So here she is on the big screen with unreleased footage. That they're going to show, I think, after the movie's over, or in the credits, or something like that. So, so it's going to be some unseen footage as well. Um, I I think this will seal the deal. I do expect that Barbie will uh, win this weekend once again, and uh, it'll be it'll prove to be the movie to beat uh, for the rest of the year.
1: I agree completely. I don't think any of these three movies are going to be doing anything. You know the. The Seth Rogen movie is interesting. It'll be good to stream. I've not seen one extendables movie, so.
4: I have seen them, but they get uh, uh, worse. They're they're pretty expensive, really. Um, (laughs) And so, uh, and then I think the the day after that is when the uh, Paw Patrol movie comes out. And the only reason I mention that is because I've seen trailers for it almost in every single movie that I've seen over the last month and a half. So uh, that'll finally at least be out. So no more trailers to have to, to watch with that.
2: Yay. <laughs> Let me also just say I'm thankful that um, my daughter is too young to go to the theater, so she doesn't know about this Paw Patrol movie, so we're going to try to keep it that way.
4: <laughs> I'm in. Uh, uh,
3: so, go ahead. I was going to say, I've I've seen some things on social media trying to make Saw Patrol a thing.
5: Uh <laughs> 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 Well, maybe.
4: Uh, The only other thing I want to point out, too, uh, going back to the the 22nd, too, and I know this is probably on your radar as well, Mike, uh, is that I don't think it's listed on here because it's a re-release, but... Uh, Stop Making Sense will be re-released two theaters as well and I think it's going to get the big screen treatment so I think it's actually going to be released in IMAX as well so um, uh, that should be kind of fun if you're interested in the Talking Heads and uh, I know that Mike and I both are.
1: Oh very much so it's, it's going to be amazing I actually saw that tour live when it, in between Washington and Baltimore and it was amazing it, it definitely is and it's truly one of the best concert films you're ever going to see so i would recommend if you get a chance to see it folks
4: so uh now we move to the end of september september 29th um and as man already mentioned uh saw which i can't even saw 10 it's the 10th saw movie Will be released on then. Uh, I think that's when Paw Patrol goes wide. So that's the that's the sort of Saw Paw Patrol program. connection. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the movie that I find the most interesting is a movie called The Creator, which I've seen a trailer yes. for. That looks really interesting. It's Gareth Edwards' first movie since Rogue One. Um, and it stars uh, John David Washington, who is in uh, Tenet, of course, the big star of that. It's a science fiction movie, uh, AI-related, et cetera, et cetera. Um, possibly even a metaphor for the ongoing uh, strike that's happening with AI and everything uh, regarding AI. But um, this one looks like it could be interesting. Uh, I, am, I am fascinated by this movie. I, I don't know if I'm fascinated enough to go to this theater to see it, but... Uh, what about you guys? What about uh, what about this weekend? Does, is the creator interesting enough for you to go see it in the theater?
1: I'll stream.
2: To me, the trailer looks really incredible, and but for whatever the release date chosen makes me nervous. Like I typically think, like end of September is not when Hollywood traditionally comes out with like its big ticket movies. That it's super confident about, I would feel a little bit more confident if this was like later October, November. So the release date itself isn't giving me a lot of confidence, but mm-hmm. the concept seems interesting. So we, we shall see. Effect, I don't
4: think it's going to get any premium screens either.
3: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how well it will do, uh, but uh, it is one that I intend to see. This this type of science fiction movie is right up my alley, especially since one other big science fiction property, which we haven't talked much about yet, has been moved to twenty twenty four. I yeah, I, I'm going to see this one in the theater. All right, all right.
4: there is another uh, movie coming out. Uh, also, uh, there's a movie called The Kill Room coming out that 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 weekend too with Samuel Jackson. Maya Hawk and her mother Uma Thurman which I think is uh kind of interesting. I don't know if they've worked together before but uh, I do find that uh, that that might be kind of interesting to see. Uh and then we move into October. And uh like I said traditionally this is a uh um uh, a horror movie uh type of month. So uh we will uh see how that works for October 6th. Um, uh, Movie Insider still has Craven the Hunter listed, but we know that that's been moved.
1: That's been, Um, like, almost a year,
4: I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, And, yeah, I think to nobody's surprise, uh, I don't think anybody was looking forward to that anyway. Um, So um, uh, The Exorcist, the newest movie in The Exorcist chain, um, I think that one's got some interest in it because Ellen Burstyn, who was in the original Exorcist, is in it as well as the recent passing of William Friedkin, I do think that that, uh, that's going to cause some additional interest in this movie. Um, And uh, that's probably about it. It's interesting. They
1: (laughs) They actually moved that movie up a week because of a movie that was just announced to be released the following week that is going to blow the box office out. So... We'll get to that in a second.
4: Oh yes, I see. Yes, okay. Yeah. What is he talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I can see that. So um, yeah, but I think that uh, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know much about. I stopped watching anxious movies after. Oh, the, like I saw one. I saw one, two, three, and I saw the fourth one, and then I said, "Okay, I'm done." Uh, so uh, yeah, so that's all I have to go on that with that one um uh, and so yeah let's move right to october 13th lucky 13 uh we've got uh the movie that just spop plopped right in there um which is the uh, taylor swift eras tour concert film uh yeah this um i have even for people who i had no idea We're interested in seeing Taylor Swift. I've seen tons of posts on social media about this show. No matter what you might think of her music, the staging of the show looks unlike anything I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, Mm -hmm. if they can capture that on film, this should be quite the experience.
1: We were talking about the Talking Heads film and such a second ago. This is probably going to rival visually at least you know i'm I'm not a taylor swift fan i'll come out and say it but i might actually go see it just for the visuals and everything because there was no way in hell i was going to pay over 300 dollars for a ticket to see her at mercedes-benz stadium and such
2: I think there's two lessons we've definitely learned here in 2023 and it's don't bet against Barbie and don't bet against Taylor Swift. So <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, they could be the the two that walk away with all the money this year, right?
2: I would not even be surprised. Like um I saw the Taylor Swift uh, movie tickets go on sale and I sent it to a friend and she said she was on a waiting list just to buy a ticket for the movie, not even the concert, just the movie here. Mm-hmm. So
1: no, the concert's so big it set off the Richter scale in Seattle when she performed.
4: Wow, there. that's because it was an
1: outdoor show, and and it's just it's just amazing to think about. Right.
4: Yeah. So this is and man to have it come out right so quickly after you know her tour is just uh, amazing as well. No, it's those, amazing those usually take like a while.
1: Great, great marketing. You
4: know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Especially with a summer that's kind of light. You know, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, a, a fall or winter that's kind of like, I mean, we haven't mentioned anything right now that I think is going to be even close to being like in yeah. the and top 10 Barbie. of the year.
1: Yeah. I or that or Academy Award nominations or anything. No.
4: And, yeah. and that well, uh, that's a good segue, Mike, because that leads me right into uh, October 20th, the uh, release of the Martin Scorsese movie Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, starring Leo mm-hmm. DiCaprio and Robert De Niro um you know if anything said academy award nominee on it so as of the ones we've been talking about this is that movie right um i don't know if it's a wide release at this point or or not um i don't
1: think it is because there's still rumor going around that that might also get pushed also
4: it might get pushed it is a uh, it is co-produced by apple apple tv so i do believe that there's a apple tv uh, date on the way to for it to be released, but um, it is going to be three and a half hours. Oh, my! So, uh, so settle in, uh, <laughs> once you see this movie. Uh, but you know, Martin Scorsese believes that all movies should be seen in the theater. Um, and since he frequently has movies that are well over two and a half hours long, I, I guess he doesn't really care about people's bladders at all. So, uh, <laughs> So I do think that, uh, uh, but I am interested in seeing this one. This is based on a on a real story that happened, a real event that happened. Um, and you've got, you know, Scorsese, uh, Leo, and De Niro. Like, I mean, do you need, if, if that doesn't make you excited to go see a movie, I, I don't know what kind of cinema person you are.
1: I can't disagree with that, my friend.
4: Uh, the following weekend we have a movie that's got some buzz to it, and to be honest with you, I have no idea why, but it's called Five Nights at Freddy's.
1: It's a video game movie, my friend. That's why.
4: It's well, yeah, I think that's that. That's probably it. Yes, um, this is sort of a uh, sort of um, nightmare scenario. If you will, at a um, what is it? Uh, the um, Chuck E. Cheese
1: type. place. Chuck
4: E. Cheese. Yeah, that's what that's what it looks like, right?
1: Yes, it's based uh, on the game because William used to play the game, and he used to he he was the one who had to explain it to me. So, <laughs> and he was basically um, the android at the androids at Chuck E. Cheese basically come to life, and but not human or anything; they're robots, and they gain sentence basically and start attacking the people and everything like that and there's good robots there's bad robots and you know it's it's just it's a, and it's an interesting thing and there's been like four or five versions of the game so you know it's very very popular is it mario popular no not at all but you know it's gonna it's gonna get a crowds but i don't think it's gonna you know be anything huge like you know barbie
3: do You know, if it's coming in at R-rated or PG-13, I would think PG-13.
1: Let's see. I don't think it's been rated yet, actually. So.
3: Yeah, the the preview I saw, it looked pretty hardcore, but, of course, that could be the way it's edited as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because the reason I ask is my son, Carter, he's 14, and, and I think he wants to see it, but <laughs> I may have reservations if it's R.
1: It's, he's the perfect audience for it, truthfully. That's yeah. what they're going yeah. for. So, so yeah, um, it's an interesting movie, I, but I do think it's going to be it's going to do well. It's not one movie. It's not going to be a banana split, like or <laughs> that type of thing like a horror type thing.
4: Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, one movie that we haven't talked about, and because I was just looking at the schedule, I'm like, when did that come out? And I guess it's already out. Uh, which came out um, this period's weekend is the Equalizer Three. Um, which I, I haven't checked, but I imagine that's doing pretty well. It won the um, Yeah, and I think that's probably at least in September uh, before Barbie gets re-released. I feel like the Equalizer 3 is probably the movie that is going to be... I haven't seen any of the Equalizer movies, uh, but I understand that they're pretty good. I actually have an interest in, in seeing them, but I just haven't got around to it, so... Uh, i i am interested and and that one takes place i believe in in greece as well like or or at least in southern italy or something like that it right where like
1: in europe throughout europe from what i've heard
4: yeah so so it looks like uh that's a thing too so i think actually that's about it for uh october movies and there uh, I, at least i haven't seen anything that really is blowing me away uh has there ever been anything that i missed as far as anything you guys wanted to talk about or
1: no, pretty much I. Th- October pretty much is going to be a Taylor Swift month, pretty much.
4: Yeah, I think so, too. Well, that and I think uh, you'll see Exorcist and Saw do some business just because it's October.
1: Right? Yeah, not everyone's a, friend, a you know, a true fan of that. So right. I agree completely with that.
4: So November 10th, uh, we are going to go with the November 10th. And November 10th, we've got The Marvels. So, yes, this was originally supposed to be when uh, Haunted, Haunted Mansion was coming out, but... Uh I think Marvels needed some more time, so they swapped them around. So uh so we've got the Marvels. I'm looking forward to this movie. I, I see I've seen trailers for it. Um I like the three leads. I'm interested in how they're going to use them. Um uh I, I think uh yeah, I think this is gonna be a solid entry. Um I, I don't know. I mean I guess this will be another test of whether or not, you know, superhero fatigue exists. But Ashley, how do you, how do you feel about this one coming up? Because this is, it feels like forever since we've been to the MCU.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, personally, I'm excited because I um, loved Ms. Marvel, the TV series, just absolutely adored that. I'm so excited to see her again. And I mean, who doesn't want to see like baby Flurkins and all the Flurkins? So like if there are lots of flirtkins in this movie, I will be happy. Such language.
4: I, Such language you're using. Yeah, sorry, I had sorry, no sorry. idea.
2: Cats, cats, no. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I am a little worried about the box office on this one just for the reason that it's a pretty heavy tie-in to the, a lot of the streaming shows. And I'm not quite sure how much crossover you, you have between, like, general audiences. Have they been keeping up with all the Disney Plus shows and all the movies? Are people going to be a little bit lost and confused? So that'll be interesting to see. I'm I'm really curious to see how well it does for them in terms of box office if people are willing to watch all the shows
4: to go see the movie. You've got you've got three leads here uh that yeah. are playing uh the, the various incarnations of Marvel, Captain Marvel, Miss whatever you know, however she's they're referred to. And and two of them made their debut on streaming TV series. Yeah. And the Brie Larson movie that came out a few years ago that had a lot of backlash, unfortunate backlash, uh, associated with it. So there is a, you know, a concern that maybe this movie is, is going to be handicapped if you will, uh, right off the bat because of all of those factors. Um, and, uh, I will say though that, um, a, a, I don't know if people use this as a great resource and some people may not even know it's there, but if they do have Disney plus, I do recommend that whenever there's a new Marvel's project come out, uh, check out Disney. Like they call it the Marvel's legends. And what they do is they put together like three to five minute packages of reintroducing or telling you, keeping you nice. up to date on what happens with those particular characters that are involved. And I find it extremely helpful because my memory is not as great. But even the the characters that I'm familiar with, I just think it's a really cool capsulation of like what this character has. Some characters that you think that have only been on the screen for a little bit of time, you realize through the course of of uh, these movies, have had such a, a an amazing arc, so um, so I do recommend that. I'm sure they will do that for all three of these characters, if not more. Uh, I believe Samuel Jackson is in this as well. Oh yeah! You do not have to have seen Secret Invasion to watch this movie, so I'm not recommending anybody see Secret Invasion. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, so that I is not a requirement. Memory, um, if, if, if anything, just go to like Marvel's legends and, and check out those little bits before you see the movie and that'll get you refreshed. You, I don't, yeah. Like to Ashley's point, I don't think you have to watch all of these, uh um, series and everything just to enjoy this one movie. Uh, Matt, how do you feel about the Marvel's movie coming out?
3: Uh, I do like the characters, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, one thing that's very different about this movie Uh, from most MCU movies, is that it's going to be very short from what I've heard. Mm. It's coming in like 94, 96 minutes. Mm -hmm. That is is one of the shortest
1: Marvel movies. Yes. I saw that.
3: And and that could be a very good thing. Um, It does imply that there's not going to be a whole lot of universe tie-ins, which may be a good thing. It's sort of what they've been doing this phase anyway. Um, So... uh, whether or not that kind of gives it the image of not being a blockbuster or not, I don't know. But uh, uh, you know, I mean, we can see two of You can see this movie twice, and what it would take to see Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment,
4: uh, Mike. Because uh, I know this is another one we're going to review on the show. Um, what are your thoughts going into the Marvels?
1: I'm looking forward to it, uh, let alone for, A, I love the character of Ms. Marvel. I thought that series was wonderful. And I like the characterization of it. I love that you're seemingly getting the same character in the movie. They haven't toughened her up. They haven't made her something that she wasn't. And I'm glad they brought the family back, too. Because that was partly what that whole show was about, was about family. And so it'll be very, very curious to see. Um You know, there's a lot of hopes for this one. There's a lot of hope for me. You know, I liked Ms. Marvel. I liked the character of Monica from WandaVision. I thought she was great. And I liked the character she portrayed in the comics. So I'll be very curious to see what they do with all three of these. And I don't want to see any of them have less screen time, but I also don't want it because them having to have equal screen time, it taking away from any of the others too, or taking away from the story. Cause I want a Marvel movie with a really good story, folks. I really do. And I think that's, what's been missing.
4: So uh, the other movie that's being released uh, that weekend is probably the first that we're getting of Christmas movies. And that is a movie called the holdovers um which is a movie uh starring uh Paul Giamatti. it's by the Alexander. it's by Alexander Payne the director of Sideways um and it's about a, a teacher at a at a private school he's he's the um uh nobody likes him he's kind of a grumpy old guy uh, dare say scroogeish um and he has no family nowhere to go over the christmas holiday so he has to supervise uh some students who are also uh kind of not in, in great places uh over the the holidays and i've seen a trailer for this movie and uh it looks like one of those movies that could be like kind of a nice heartwarming uh oscar maybe pot potential movie especially for paul giamatti um so uh that one is one that i i think uh folks might want to check out as well
1: um i'll be curious to see but I, for me that's one of those movies that Will definitely be like Netflix or, you know, like a Saturday, rainy Saturday afternoon movie instead of going to the theater to see.
4: Yeah, I don't think it's something that's going to necessarily drive people to the theater. But um. so then on November 17th, uh, we've got uh, the, I want to say the newest adventure, but it's a prequel, uh, The Hunger Games Ballads of Songbirds and Snakes. Uh,
1: That is worries. You're going to talk about trolls. (laughs) <laughs> no
4: <please. laughs> well, I mean, that's the other trailer that I've seen uh umpteen times, so yes, the trolls band together uh the trolls movies actually, you know, despite what everybody thinks here uh do really well as far as box office wise mm-hmm. so I would not bet against them per se, certainly, um, it does look like maybe these two movies are kind of going at I don't want to say the same crowds, but similar ages, maybe I don't know. Is there any is there any gas left in the Hunger Games tank, Ashley?
2: Yeah, I I am fascinated to see how this one does because I feel like there's a lot of um like millennial nostalgia for the Hunger Games. Like that was a huge franchise. I felt like it ended on a little bit of a whimper instead of going out on a bank, i uh, on a bang i have very mixed feelings about the last book it is the only book i have ever thrown across the room while reading it so it holds uh hunger games mockingjay holds that very special title but um i have listened to the audiobook and i found it really intriguing um before like i had read the story, I wasn't sure that I wanted to see um, a prequel about the main villain. Cause he's a really nasty guy, but the book was actually really intriguing. I could see this going um, one of two ways. It could kind of reignite interest in the franchise. Like, Hey, it's been a while since we visited this. Here's an interesting story to return to, or people could be like, it's been too long. We don't care anymore. So um, yeah, I, with how everything is weird has been at the box office, it's it's difficult to predict, but um, if it good, gets good reviews, I could see this um, taking off, especially since a certain other big uh, sci-fi action movie in November who's shall not be named has um moved so now it's a little more wide open so
1: i have no idea what you're talking about you know
4: no no idea no uh, i have i have
1: none idea the just, sand
4: just, of just, on them.
2: yes yes yeah i said i got some sand in my eyes and some little tears coming here so
4: <laughs> <laughs> you should you should be you should uh put those through the pipe and just uh recycle them so uh that's, yes, that's the way that, that's, yes. that's the way that's supposed to work on uh, a little yes.
1: work around here you know so. <laughs>
4: yeah uh <laughs> So much for the early bird, right? Uh, gets no worm in this case. Uh, uh, Matt, what about you? Uh, battle between um, songbirds, snakes, and trolls.
3: Um, not a battle I'm going to follow all that much, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I, when Ashley said uh, "millennial nostalgia," I never heard two words put together that made me feel so old. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's that's where we're princess. at now.
4: That's where we're yep. at now.
2: I have to, I now realize like Gen Z is now making fun of me on TikTok. So, like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: Mike, what about you?
1: I'll see what happens. I've only watched the first Hunger Games movie. I probably won't watch this at the theaters. That's why I didn't add it to our schedule. And so pretty much I'll, you know, if I'll watch it, it'll be sometime late next year or something, you know, or if I'm, you know, bored at work or something, I'll watch it or something, you know, my boss doesn't listen to the show, so it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You
2: won't tell.
4: I will say, and this is another Oscar buzz, it's probably going to be like, you know, but... Uh, I've seen the trailer for this one, and I actually, this is the movie one of the movies that I think I'm looking forward to seeing the most uh, this this fall slash winter. And it's called American Fiction. Uh, it it stars Jeffrey Wright as an author who is uh, uh, it, it, it's hard to describe, but he's he's sort of this uh, author that wants to go like make this masterpiece of a of a novel. But he is forced, because of financial reasons, to sort of dumb down his his work, um, and it becomes huge. It, It just the if I recommend everybody go out and look at the trailer for American Fiction, and I and I think you will be like engaged as well. I do think that this could be good, really good for Jeffrey Wright. I think he's capable more than capable i think he's one of my favorite actors but i think he's capable of actually like making the oscar nomination list for this one um and this one also looks like it could have some controversy to it because it's it it talks about because he's a black author and he's doing like you know he's doing like ethnic more more ethnic writing that that people expect uh i do think that this one is something that This is a movie that people are going to talk about as well. This one looks really engaging to me, and I'm really looking forward to this one. So this is one I might even go, you know, while everybody else is seeing Hunger Games and Barbie Mm -hmm. again for the 18th time and Trolls or whatever, I'm going to sneak in and probably try to see uh, American Mm -hmm. fiction. So, all right. Uh, November 22nd. uh, This is uh, the, uh, the Thanksgiving weekend, I believe. Uh, and we've got uh, two big ones coming out. We've got uh, Napoleon. Well, maybe big is not a great word to use for Napoleon. No, just kidding. Uh, um, and uh, the, we've also got uh, Wish from Disney. Now, uh, Napoleon both wish. of these. Napoleon, I, I, wish. Napoleon Wish. <laughs> <Napoleon-ish>. uh, <laughs> uh uh Yeah, this is not going to. Yeah. Barmanheimer. I know that they're gonna the studios are gonna to try to recreate that, you know, that magic. But and it's just gonna be laughable. So we'll see what happens. Uh I, I do like the Saw Patrol, though. I do think that's kinda of funny. Yeah. Um yeah. uh so uh, you know, con- provided that these both open, you know, obviously Napoleon is more of a Oscar nominee type movie. Uh Oscar chances uh Ho-Kwan, uh Ho-Kwan, uh Program Phoenix is is starring as uh the little french general um and uh it's directed by Ridley Scott it's supposed to be based on a project that Stanley Kubrick wanted to film but never could so uh this one has got some real history to it cinema files all over the place are are waiting for this one um especially to see this one on the big screen this is definitely one it's a little guy, but this is, from what I understand, the battles and everything like that. Mm. This is one that you don't want to miss from the big screen. Um, what do you guys think about this sort of, uh, these sort of entries? Uh, Matt, we'll start with you.
3: Oh, I, I'm i all for these. I, I love a good biopic. And as as large... A, a figure as Napoleon is, we really haven't had a definitive biopic. Keep the puns going. Keep them
5: going. Yeah. Keep them going.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Even though I, I have heard that a lot of that is, is kind of not true, but that's besides the point. Um. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all there. And if this thing does drop on time, I, my butt's going to be in a seat for this one. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this one. And uh, I think anybody who enjoyed Oppi- Opp- Oppenheimer, I think this is the next big biopic that's coming out.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in and think in some ways, uh, Oppie and, and Nolan proved that biopics are cool
3: mm-hmm. or
4: can be anyway. So Napoleon might get a bump from that too. They it might it might get an unexpected bump from Barbenheimer, you know, which is crazy to think about that, you know, but still. Uh Ashley, what about you? Um
2: Yeah, I'm also looking forward to the Napoleon movie for the exact same reasons you mentioned, Matt. It looks epic, looks like an interesting historical figure. Maybe see some things beyond just the common facts that everybody knows. And um, I'm also hoping to see Wish. I think Disney really needs a win this year. And I would like for it to be Wish because I think the animation style looks cool and hopefully it's a fun, engaging story with some good music. But yeah, I I think there's a lot of pressure going to be on it just because some of Disney stuff has um, underperformed recently.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agree completely with that. Um, the movie looks amazing. I saw the trailer recently, and I was like blown away by the movie and what it looks like. I know enough of the history. Um, and not just from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, but, you know, just from reading books. And it was a ton of fun to be able to see that and to be able to, you know, learn all about it and to see it come to life is just awesome. And I think Joaquin Phoenix is going to hopefully get a best actor for this one. I really feel it. and if the movie even comes out this year because that's another one they're talking about that might move so you know it'll be very interesting to see what we get uh which looks awesome too I'm uh, not 100 sure i'll go see it in the theater that might be a disney plus for me even though you know i just i a lot of times i've always felt you know like um like with in cantro I waited till it came to Disney mm-hmm. Plus and I do wish I went to see that on the big screen. Same. And everything. And um it was the Thrilling adventurers or something the one that came out last year. Um was awesome too. And so Disney puts out some great great films that I do wish I've seen on the big screen. I just can't. You know, this one it looks it's not I'm not might not be the audience for this one. That's all. But, you know, you never know. So we'll see.
4: We shall indeed. Uh, All right. So then we've got uh, December 1st. We've got uh, Godzilla minus one.
1: Looks awesome. I just saw the trailer for that today.
4: Um, Cool. I have not seen anything about this, but it's been a while, I think, since, I mean, since a Toho Godzilla movie has been available in the theaters. I don't know how wide a release this is going to be but uh yeah i'm uh looking forward to seeing this uh if if it's possible to see a godzilla movie on the big screen i i'm curious
1: mhm i'd be very uh about it.
4: yeah um what else uh that's i think about it for the 1st of december uh, I don't know if there's a movie that's, that I think has been delayed it's not on here but it's called The Bike Riders it's about a Midwest motorcycle club and it's uh got Austin Butler in it and Tom Hardy and Michael Shannon um and it looks pretty interesting but I I don't know if that one's been bumped or not so I I'm I'm keeping an eye out for that one uh but um uh so we've got uh then coming out on December, I think we're skipping to 15th, right? Yes. Okay, so we've got the 15th, which is Wonka.
1: I am so looking forward to this one.
4: I tell you what. Um, Me too. When I heard about this, I and it was a prequel, I was not excited whatsoever. Um, especially because one of my uh one of the things that left a bad taste in my mouth with the Tim Burton one. And there were so many things that left a bad taste in my mouth with that movie. Uh bad chocolate. Um, bad candy. Um was they they tried that Tim tried to put some backstory behind Wonka in that movie, and I it just didn't work for me at all. Didn't work for me at all. So I thought that this was more along the same line, since it's a prequel. I finally saw the trailer for it in the theater, and before I think it was before Blue Beetle, and the trailer blew me away. Uh, the uh, you know we may not be getting a certain uh, sequel movie that begins with D, but we will see that actor possibly in December. Um, I'm I'm glad that it's a musical. Uh, the casting looks great. Um, the, the vibe looks just, it looks like they just are making, I mean, uh, I, I guess it's by the guy who directed the Paddington movies. Um, yes. so it's got a British feel to it. And, um, I just like everything about the trailer. I said, oh my God, this looks great. So the trailer sold me. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping to get a golden ticket to go see this one.
2: have <laughs> <laughs> to. To jump in here, I had heard people talk about the Paddington movies, and I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, kids' movies. I rented them for my daughter, and let me tell you, those are the most thoroughly charming and delightful movies. They're funny, they're quirky, they're good for families without being the sort of things like adults that just make your brain cells feel like they're going to die. And they're just, yeah, they're very British. They're very quirky. They're very, just kind of like a cozy, fun movie. So the fact that that creative team is involved is actually part of what makes me so excited to see Wonka. Because, yeah, the the Tim Burton one made some interesting creative choices. But I think this will be a nice, feel-good, fun holiday movie without being too cheesy.
4: It looks like this one is taking its cue from the original with... Uh uh, Gene, uh, Gene, Gene Wilder. Wilder, uh, almost said Gene Hackman. I'm like, that would have been weird. Uh um, <laughs> that would have been a different take. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, uh, Gene Wilder and, and yeah, just ignoring the Burton stuff altogether, which, you know, I think, uh, that's a, that's a smart move. That's a smart play. Uh, and, and of course, Mike, you, I know you're already sold on this one.
1: Oh yeah, very much. So, you know, There's something, I love the books. I love the Gene Wilder movie. It's the first movie I remember seeing in the theaters as a kid. And to this day, it's still top of my, one of the top of my list for favorite films. But, you know, I didn't, you know, with the Tim Burton version, I almost ran away screaming with that. But this one fills me with so much joy just watching it. And the cast looks amazing in this and i am really looking forward it looks quirky it looks fun it and it looks like it's going to be warped and exciting and open to all audiences and i'm looking forward to seeing that part so bring it on
4: and a few days later, after that, we've got Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom opening up, uh, allegedly. Maybe. Um, or do we? Uh, <laughs> well, it is interesting, you know. Um, all right, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, you know, Dune 2 uh, was supposed to come out. It's on the cover of some magazines already. We've seen two or three different kinds of trailers for it. They were already starting to do publicity before it, before the strike, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's been bumped. Aquaman is still on the schedule and we haven't seen even a photo from this movie. <laughs>
1: or a trailer.
4: <laughs> no photo, no trailer, no poster, no nothing. Like um now part of that, I think, is is yeah, maybe DC is just confused. Uh obviously Amber Heard is in it, um, and that's gonna take that's gonna get some that's got some baggage too. Uh my understanding is is that uh we, you know, despite the fact that uh, I don't think Ben Affleck's Batman exists anymore, thanks to The Flash. Uh, I, I, I understand that he's in this movie, too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is... I don't know what's going to happen. Jason Momoa can sell... Uh, I mean, as a car salesman, he can he can make up for a lot of stuff, right? Like, it's like, oh, well, I just want to see Jason Momoa kick butt on the big screen for a while. I mean, that's what brought everybody to see Fast X, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I will see this if it comes out. I think we will review it on this podcast if it comes out. But if it doesn't come out, I don't think any of us are going to cry tears.
1: No, not at all. <laughs> I, if, we are not going to lose sleep.
4: It would be a nice uh streaming holidays gift from HBO to us all, right? Just to slip this one in uh yes. and into the streaming service. Hey Max, here we go. Boom, done, right?
2: if I may humbly suggest an idea to Warner Brothers, if you would pay your people what you're supposed to pay your people, put Aquaman on HBO Max and release Dune 2 on Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) You can do it. Find some joy in your heart. (laughs) Warner Brothers, you can do it. (laughs)
4: Um, Yeah. So Aquaman and Lost Kingdom, who knows? It might be lost. You know, it might go the way of You know, I'm surprised it hasn't already. Um, And then uh, run, uh, you know, if these are, I don't know if these are going to come out or not, but this is at the tail end of the year. We've got uh, a movie called Ferrari, which I believe, you know, everybody is familiar with uh, the car. Uh, It's an Adam driver movie. um, And uh, it's a formula one movie. Uh, if you liked uh, Ford versus Ferrari, this is the Ferrari side of things, I think. Um, and uh, we've got a musical version of The Color Purple coming out. Uh, and uh, I've seen trailers for that. And that looks pretty interesting as well. Obviously, these are all Oscar contenders. So um, are you excited about either one of these movies, Matt?
3: I am interested in Ferrari. Um as again, coming back to the biopic, uh, like that we mentioned before. Um, and Adam driver is an amazing actor. Uh, so I, I give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, and, uh, I just thought of the pun with driver Ferrari just now, as you were saying that. (laughs) 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 I I, I was trying to
4: think of some like way we could like get these two together, like, you know, purple Ferrari or something like, you know,
3: (laughs) um, yeah. 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 But Ferrari has got to be red though. (laughs) Uh, i'm getting a
1: headache i don't know why
3: (laughs) um yeah yeah i mean it's uh that that's one that caught my eye i've got it in my maybe list ferrari but uh um so i i definitely will pay some attention to that one
4: ashley either one of
3: these on
2: your radar yeah i um read The Color Purple back um, as part of a college class, so um, I'm not familiar with the musical version of it, so I think that would be kind of cool to see um, musicals on the big screen like The Greatest Showman or Les Miserables, things like that that have traditionally come out around the holiday time. So, yeah, if this one gets good buzz, I will probably uh, make time to see that in the theater as
4: well.
1: Mike? It's interesting. I didn't even know they were doing a new version of color purple until this last weekend and wow. saw the trailer for it and it was just like, oh, okay. It looks interesting. Um, would I run out to go see it? No, not at all. i liked like the first one. I read the book and I think that's the movie that made Whoopi Goldberg and It'll be real interesting because Oprah's was in the first one. Now she's. That's right. Behind this one. So it'll be very curious. I'm very curious to see, you know, how it does. I hope it does well. And everything. Ferrari. I'll wait for, you know, streaming to see it and everything, but I won't rush out to go see it at the theaters, but you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting, you know, probably. The last going, but Wonka is probably if I have to, I will go. That'll probably be the last movie I go see at the theaters this year, and everything. Because if Aquaman doesn't come out, which or I, I don't think it's going to. That's my prediction. It just it, there, there's no love for it from Warner Brothers. They're just they just want it over with, basically. It seems like.
4: The uh I got um the the color purples on my radar as well. Um because uh I like the story. I read the book. Um it's interesting. Uh, I do know that um uh Spielberg and as you mentioned, Oprah Winfrey are are producers of this. Um the the acting talent is there. Uh I like uh Taraji Henderson, I think she's really good. And her is making her big uh, um, movie debut, so to speak. And I got a feeling that this could be for her, for her literally, uh, (laughs) what the original movie version was for Whoopi Goldberg. I think her Mm -hmm. is extremely talented, but I think she's underrated. And I and I do think and and, and Halle Berry too or Haley ba- Bailey, who was in uh Little Mermaid, who a lot of people said was the only good thing about Little Mermaid, uh, is in this as well. And I think this this could you know, I don't know what the music is like. I do know it was filmed in Georgia. Uh I got casting notices for all for it all the time, but of course I'm not really what they were looking for. Uh I can't sing, that's really what it is. um and <laughs> knew it. Um I knew it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, uh, you know, me and her, you know, we were up for the same part and yeah. damn it. She, she got the part of squeak, uh, not me. So <laughs> darn it. Uh, uh, but um, I, you know, I, I think this one could be pretty a, a solid movie. And, and I, and I do regret not seeing uh West side story on the big screen because uh, of COVID, you know, it just wasn't to be so, I, I like to make sure that that doesn't happen. I would like to support musicals. Uh, seeing them on the big screen, I think, is is really a good thing. So, um, I'm I'm uh, this one's on my radar. Ferrari probably would be second on my radar, but I'm interested in that as well. Uh, I like Formula One. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm interested in the the story behind the car, the vehicles, and Adam Driver. You know, is is a good performer. I didn't see. Uh, did you see that? Uh, what was that movie that he did? Uh, 62 uh, or something. What was that movie that he did came out with earlier about the dinosaurs? Is that uh, did anybody see that one?
1: I did. Okay. Oh, you went to see it.
2: I did. It wasn't quite as good as I hoped it would be. Gotcha. But
4: he was good in it.
2: Yes. Okay. Yeah, I it it wasn't quite what the premise of Kylo Ren plus dinosaurs had built up in my mind, but you, you can't win them all.
4: Right. So um, that's a long winded way of, of, of all of us saying that these are the movies that are coming out that uh, may come out this fall or winter 2023. Uh, as you can see, it's a real mixed bag. Um, it's it's a it's a studio that's playing it kind of safe. Uh, because they don't know what to expect from this uh, this year Um, unlike uh, I think if they had it to do over again that packed summer where we had one or two movies coming out every single Mm -hmm. week I wish that bet they're like oh man we should have spaced that out a bit more because now we're looking at the rest of the year and oh we may have a hit here we may have a hit here but to be quite frank I, I think, you know, Barbie wins the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ashley, what do you think about, like, the rest of the, the, the fall, winter, the rest of the year? And and what is your prediction to be the biggest movie of the year, box office-wise?
2: Yeah, I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. I'm not betting against Barbie. Unless something really crazy and unforeseen happens, it's going to be the movie of 2023. I think some of these other movies could do well, but I don't see them challenging it, especially with the ongoing uncertainty of how many of these movies actually will premiere in um, theaters. There's a lot still unknown, but I think Barbie will do well. And I think uh, Taylor Swift's movie will do very well for um, a concert type film.
4: Yeah. The only movie that I see making a pretty significant impact, maybe in the top five of the year Uh, but it's, it opens really late in December and that's Wonka. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, If it's as good as we kind of hope it would be. Uh, but Matt, what about you? What do you, how does the fall winter look for you? Uh, personally, uh, uh, what are you excited by and what do you think
3: will win the year? Um, I'm excited about several movies. Um, and, uh, you know, we mentioned Napoleon, we mentioned, uh, the Marvels, we mentioned, uh, You've got me excited now to see uh, Wonka. I was afraid that it was going to be a prequel to the, to, uh, the uh, the Burton movie uh, Johnny Depp the Johnny Depp movie. Uh, like if it's not, I, if, if, uh, if if it's if it's not, I'm a, I'm on board. So I, that just may have just gone from maybe to definite on Wonka. Um, so, uh, but but box office wise, they're they're not going to put much of a dent. I mean, the top ten is is pretty solid. Taylor Swift will come in. It's going to come in like a lion. But I don't know that it's going to be good, and I don't know that it's going to keep drawing. you know, mm-hmm. two or three weeks later, like Barbie did. Barbie, Barbie won the year. I think that's pretty much over and done with. I, I think I, I one, one thing I was wrong in my prediction of Barbie was I did not think anything was going to beat Super Mario Brothers. Um, but uh, I was wrong about that. Uh, of course, I didn't anticipate uh the whole Barbie Heimer, phenomenon. Nobody could. Uh, but, yeah. but, but, you know, that was exciting. It was, it, I went and saw Oppenheimer first. And when I saw everybody dressed as Barbie, when I saw all the excitement, I saw all the groups of fortified, mostly women, but not just women. Um, it made me excited to go to the movie theater. I was like, I felt like I was part of something. I think the last yeah. time I really felt like I was part of something was when uh, Black Panther dropped. Uh, and it had that same excitement and people going to it like, this is a movie for me. This is a movie that I've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. And it felt like a celebration. And um, and whether or not Barbie, I said, it's a good movie. It's not my favorite movie, but that may have been my favorite movie-going experience was when I went and saw Oppenheimer when, when we were at the heart of the whole Barbie phenomenon. We actually saw Barbie the next morning, so it was not nearly as crowded. Um, so I don't see anything this fall equaling that. As far as experience or as far as um, money wise, certainly. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mike, for me, it's interesting because there's a few different movies coming out this fall. I'm looking forward to. You know, Taylor Swift is way up there for me, so it's. <laughs> you know, I'm the perfect. We, we know
4: what a, We know what a. I don't even know what her fans are called. Swifty. Swifties. Swifties. What a Swifty We know what a Swifty you are.
1: Yeah, I, I learned that. What big Swiftie, you. I learned what a Swifty yeah. was from. Uh, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem TV show. (laughs) That's how much of a fan I am. So um, in all truth, though, it was it's interesting. I'm looking forward to the foucault Perot movie. I'm looking forward to Napoleon. I'm looking forward to Marvel's and um, Wonka's top of my list for the fall. I really, really am looking forward to that. And I'll be very curious to see, you know, how they play out. I don't want to be disappointed with the Marvels. I really don't want to be. You know, I'm going in with a very open mind about the Hugo Perot, but I'm not expecting much after Death in the Nile. But I am looking forward to, you know, Ridley Scott doing Napoleon looks just so Mm. awesome in everything. So, you know what? It's going to be fun. I'll love going to the movies. Number one movie, biggest movie this year is going to be Barbie. There's no if, whats, or buts about it. And I don't think anything's even going to come close this year. And it's going to blow people away, you know, how much it's doing and everything. And then just wait till it streams, how popular it's going to get. Oh, yeah. And everything. So it's going to be very curious to see, though, folks. Definitely, definitely. So, Mr. Mike, what about you?
4: Well, um, yeah. I mean, we've got a we've got a Scorsese movie. We've got a Ridley Scott movie. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing that uh, Jeffrey Wright American Fiction movie. Uh, I think there's a lot of like interesting things happening. Uh, the Marvels I, I'm looking forward to as well. Um, yeah, I I think it's not going to be a dull fall slash winter. But yeah, nothing's going to, nothing jumps out at me as saying it's going to be a contender to knock, uh, mm-hmm. to even come close to Barbie nor Super Mario Brothers, which means that, you know, be prepared, everybody, because coming up now will be all movies based on toys and video games. Uh, <laughs> so bad with, uh, the, the, the superheroes are over. I mean, I'm, I'm they're going to be still superhero movies for sure, but most of the movies now that Hollywood's going to bank on will be toys and, and video games. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I see that for sure. Um, so, um, but you know, um, you know, it's going to be fun. I know that we are selected. We have selected about a handful, I think five or six to review on the show this year. So, uh, the rest of the year. So that'll be fun. Always look forward to doing that. So, uh, I am looking forward to it. So, that is our fall winter wrap up. There are many movies. Uh we tried to pick up on the highlights and of course we're, you know, we're using one one list of movies that may or may not come out. So if there's anything out there that you guys are excited about that we've missed, that we just completely ignored in our our coverage, please reach out to us, let us know and we'll try to see if we can talk about it later because uh we want to we want to mention and and talk about all these movies. We certainly don't want to miss something we don't we don't want to have egg on our face again even though we're not really doing a, comp- a competitive thing this year although who's who are we kidding we're always competitive
1: we'll have snowballs in mm-hmm. our faces this year exactly snowballs. <laughs> like a snowball.
4: snowballs that, that smell like uh, pumpkin spice uh that's <laughs> oh. boom right in the face uh, actually's like bring doing. it
1: on bring it
4: on
2: i know i love me some pumpkin spice so
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's what we'll get so uh cool well uh we look forward to covering all these movies with you and talking about them later it's uh it's been an honor to do this with you guys for the summer thanks matt for joining us for this summer we really appreciate having you along for this ride uh, and we're going to be right back and we're going to take a quick break and we're going to close out the show
6: Welcome to a Geek Girls Take. I'm your host, Angela. And this week, this Geek Girl is talking about the Aliens crossover with Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight, if you cannot tell by now, is one of my favorite games out there. And the fact that they keep teaming up and bringing iconic monsters to their games is just so awesome to me. They have decided to bring, in my opinion, one of the scariest monster designs that I can remember as a kid growing up. The Aliens from Alien. You can play as a xenomorph. And as Ripley in the game, depending on if you're a survivor or a bad guy, the aliens can burrow and pop up all over the map, adding to the jump scares that you get in the game that sometimes happens when the killer sneaks up on you. My guess is that this is going to be similar to the way the Demogorgon is when he would travel through the gates in the game for the Stranger Things expansion, but so far I haven't got to play against the alien yet, yet, but... I'm still guessing it's going to be similar since they seem to be similar models and they both look really cool. I really love the collaborations that Dead by Daylight does with the licensed survivors and and the villains. But you can tell they put in so much thought and resources into making sure that the characters are a perfect fit for the character itself and for the game. Like, just completely. Like, everything is so well-rounded and well-thought-out. Also, the cosmetic choices that they have as add-ons are also really, really great. I will forever suggest this game to anyone who wants to play an asymmetrical style game where it's one versus four or because someone wants a horror game to play. Because, again, it's really fun. The original characters and the licensed characters all fit so well together. Thanks for listening to a Geek Girls Take. What will I talk about next week? You're going to have to listen to find out. Everyone these days could use a little support. And your friends at the ESO Network are no different. With the ESO Network Patreon, the cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO network.
1: So that's going to wrap up another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. I want to thank everyone for sticking with us for this extra long episode this week. Everyone, thank you, as always, from the bottom of our hearts. We do really appreciate you guys. Matt Sweatman, thanks for being the big winner this week. We do appreciate you.
3: Thank you. I need to reward that old man who looked like me in a DeLorean who had his copy of uh, the box office 2023 almanac that helped with my predictions. He, uh, he, really, <laughs> <laughs> he, he really helped me quite a bit win this <laughs> Well, El, it's uh,
4: not only is a beginner's w- w- luck, but because you won, you, you're you not going to be able to join us ever again.
1: Nope, never.
3: <laughs> oh, no.
1: <laughs>
3: we can't have
4: you showing us up every year. No,
1: exactly. No, no. I want to see what he does next year because if, then if he does it next year, you know he's cheating so there you go
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right do anything you want to shout out about sir
3: uh, just want to say uh, and this is nothing unusual but uh, I my, my wife Elaine and I went back to Dragon con for the first time in 12 years mm-hmm. and uh, we had a blast it was it was fun to go back uh, we sort sure. of didn't try to get too heavy into it too late at night too big on the party side but we saw a lot of old friends uh we uh got to hear a lot of opinions that uh it was nice to hear a different perspective on things than what i would be getting otherwise and uh uh i think it's safe to say we're back to dragon con for good that's so, cool yep yeah.
1: that is awesome congrats my friend and ashley you've made it through another one my dear
2: thank you all always fun even if i don't nail my predictions it's still fun uh way to spend an evening with you guys so thanks for letting me be a part of this anything
1: you want to shout out about
2: yeah i just wanted to um a shout out and thanks to everybody that attended dragon con and was posting pictures and social media updates i've only been able to attend dragon con once it was an amazing experience with a two-year-old at home it's probably going to be some time before i get to dragon con again so I sincerely do appreciate everybody who takes the time out to share their photos and their experiences. It's cool. It makes me feel a little bit like I'm there. So um, thanks for uh, spreading the, the Dragon Con love on social media and looking forward to coming back again one day.
1: That is awesome. That is awesome. And Mr. Mike, you survived Dragon Con. It's good to see you upright. (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm uh yeah, I'm this hit chair is the only thing holding me up. <laughs> um the uh yeah. Well, uh as always it's my pleasure to to be on the show of course and to uh talk to talk movies. Uh it, it's great fun uh and uh look forward to this episode in particular every year even if sometimes it's it's a little embarrassing but uh it's always fun. Uh as far as Dragon Con goes, uh this was a uh bittersweet Dragon Con. There were people there that uh well I should say there were there were people who were not there this year, so it made it kinda odd. Uh I you know Mike, you weren't there, so it was kind of odd. Uh there were other people who opted not to come and then of course there were people who couldn't be there, and that uh made it odd too. Um but uh I do want to thank everybody at DragonCon uh from at every level from from the higher ups like uh Rachel and 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 the track directors and Jamie who runs the uh pop art uh, uh pop, pop uh, comics and pop artist alley uh to uh the track directors uh I was on eight panels this year they were all really really fun and interesting um the people that were that I shared the the panel space with were all amazing Uh, And the people who came and participated in the panels were incredible as well everybody who stopped by the table uh the dragon con report podcast got a lot of love Uh, i think every day i had about four or five people coming up to me saying how much they loved that show and how much they really appreciated the show uh jen and i uh got to chance to meet which is not always the case uh so we got a chance to to finally like to to see each other i mean we've met before but uh we got a chance to, to hang out for a little bit a few minutes uh before she went off to do her stuff and I. I went off to do mine. I never did see Channing, but um, uh, but uh, she experienced the same thing. So everybody who uh, listens and watches the Dragon Con Report, uh, we, we hear you and we appreciate your thoughts. Um, and uh, I, I blew through a lot of ribbons and uh, I spread the word about the Dragon Tales book, which a lot of people uh, were happy to hear about. And uh, I look forward to getting that book out there so that uh, people can experience it.
1: That is awesome. That is awesome. From what I've heard from everybody, you know, they've had amazing times, not that much negative, And hopefully everyone stays safe from con crud and COVID. Cause I do know. So a few folks who went to the con and already have tested positive. So it's going to be hit and miss for a lot of it. Cause there were not a lot of masks at that show from what I saw. So just be careful folks and you know we love y'all so as we always like to say and next starting to prepare for Dragon Con 2024 you only have another 360 days folks come on
4: I, I, I'm sorry that I missed seeing you in the lane, Matt. Um, uh, that would have been fun. Uh, Ashley, of course, you're always missed. But, Mike, man, uh, there wasn't a, a day that went by that people weren't asking about you as well. And I know a lot of people uh were posting about, like, how much you were missed as well. So your presence was definitely – your absence was definitely felt at DragonCon this year.
1: Oh, Thank you. Thank you, everyone, who did that. And I do appreciate everybody who reached out and, you know, hey, are you here? Where are you? What panel are you in right now? You know stuff like that.
4: I just, yeah. I just told people you were on different panels. Like, oh, you missed him. He's on this panel over here.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's he's <laughs> he's, he's, he's he's talking with the uh, pro wrestling track right now. He's talking to the, uh, you know. So now we actually uh, went up to Asheville, North Carolina, for the weekend, and we had a blast. We went to actually. Um, Judy and I went with Mary Ogle and her, her sister Barbara. We just had a great, great time. And we went to, you know, we had you had to go to Biltmore if you go to North Carolina to Asheville. And it was just a ton of fun. And we explored the areas. We had an amazing cabin up there. And we just it was just a great, great time. And the weather was beautiful the whole time we were there. And I did miss DragonCon. We actually were caught a couple times watching dragon con tv in the evenings at the cabin and you know we missed it and you know if we'll be next year still up in the air if we'll go or not but you know we'll take it as it comes so it's just a lot of interesting stuff going on in the world right now and you know we got a lot of projects that are in the works we got some new projects coming out and, you know, I'm just a busy person. <laughs> what can I say? I don't like sitting around just doing nothing. So it's just real. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, You know, yesterday I literally stayed at home and on Mon- on Labor Day, you know, I chilled and we got to play the, uh for the first time in quite some time, I got to play with my Oculus and actually started playing uh, Vader's Quest, which was actually a ton of fun and everything and i was having a blast before i knew it like three hours went by playing it i was just like what no way so you know it's 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 a it's a time sucker but you know what it's a ton of fun to do so definitely you know have fun with the type of stuff you got in life and just always appreciate it you know that's my shout out for the week you know just appreciate life and everything that's at it and you know there's tons of fun and there's tons of good things going on for everybody Thanks for listening to Earth Station One. We do appreciate you guys. And thanks for listening to this extra long episode and sticking around with us. Always remember, we couldn't do this without you. If you want to support the podcast, please check out our Tee Public store. We still do have the Darren t-shirt up there. And remember, any money we make off that t-shirt, we're not pocketing it. It's going to charity. And it's going to go to, you know, the charity that Darren chose for us. and can't believe it's already over six months that he's been gone from us. And it just feels like, a yes, kind of, as well, we actually, were, when we were at the cabin, we even watched the walking tour with Darren and I, and it was just like weird as heck watching it and knowing he's gone. And, you know, definitely do it. If you want to do it for yourself, get a t-shirt. But, you know, if you want to do it for charity and help out a great organization and we definitely you know want you guys to you know remember Darren because I did see a couple pictures of people were wearing the Wonder Warrior t-shirt at DragonCon so definitely and a big shout out to the uh the LGBT ball that they have at the con they actually dedicated a few uh, portions of it to Darren so bravo to that you know so definitely def- checking out you can find our T public store Um, at the top of the ESO network page or the air station one page, there's a link to the T public store or just go to tpublic.com and type in ESO network. You can find us. Also remember, if you want to listen to the show before the rest of the world, why not join the ESO network Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, you can help support us here on Air station one. It's not that hard folks. And you know, we have different levels, different level people get different, you know, gifts and swag and type of stuff and we got some new stuff i'm designing right now for the network so we'll have some stuff coming out real soon that'll be exclusive to our patrons and of course there's a an exclusive podcast for the patreon folks and it's called eso network board silly where the eso Bo- network board comes to you monthly and talks about all kinds of goofy stuff whatever's on our mind i have a feeling dragon town's going to come up in the next episode i just don't know why why i think that. So should be very interesting to see. Check it out. Patreon.com slash ESO network. We want to hear from you guys at write us anytime at feedback at earthstation1.com. Remember, you could also find Earth Station one wherever fine podcasts are found. And now earthstation1 is up on Pandora. So definitely check us out up there. And we are also on Sirius XM radio. So you could definitely check us up there too. And I'm still trying to find more places to find us because I want people to listen, please. Also, we're up on YouTube. And if you've listened and watched us for this long, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of my heart. And, you know, if you stick with us this song, please rate and subscribe. We would definitely really appreciate it. And ring the bell at the top. If you do, I definitely would like that. That lets you know we come out now once a week and you can hear us and watch us wherever you can. So definitely would appreciate that for on behalf of myself mike faber of course ashley pauls mr matt sweatman and mike gordon thank you very very much as always we will see you here next time on the air station one podcast peace and we are done Boom. boom We want to hear from you. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the Earth Station One Podcast. Peace, and we're done.
0: This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping at the Tee Public store